0: 7th parallel on America's haunted highway. It's pixelated paranormal. Your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: Well, hello there everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 248. Um, unfortunately, a super short episode because I am dragging my hindquarters right now. Uh, we just got back from a weekend trip to Colorado. That was like an 11-hour drive. And then first thing this morning, um, Shayla had to have a somewhat emergency knee surgery. So yeah, I'm running off of a 11-hour drive, then five hours of sleep, and then a full day at a hospital. So good news is she is fine. Surgery went great. Um, but bad news is, I just have no energy. (laughs) With
0: that being said, with me as always is Preston. What's up all you cool ghosts and goblins, you croc-coons and crocodingos. Yeah, there we go. Anything new and exciting with you, buddy? No, I mean, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I I got, um, I'm a child sometimes, and uh, so uh the the telescope i bought my daughter for like three christmases ago maybe like two christmases ago it got knocked over in a windstorm and you know kind of got all messed up and last summer almost like every night we like we'd go out there i crack it open like a few beers and i'd like zoom in on whatever and the kids would come out and we were just outside so but it was like a 70 millimeter you know refracting lens and so i ordered one off of Amazon, that's like 135 millimeter, and you're supposed to be able to really see the planets. And I just got that delivered today, um, so that's that's really you know when Daddy gets off the episode, Daddy's gonna play. That's that's the only thing that I got. But I was gonna I was gonna bitch at you for a second. Um, oh, I, go for it. You know I didn't I did I didn't want to interrupt your your intro, but. I don't know if the listeners ever pay attention or not, but like six episodes ago, seven episodes ago, you're like, let me tell you about the time that I almost died of hypothermia uh, going down a river on a fucking float trip. And then let me tell you about the second time I almost died going down a river on a float trip. And what does this stupid motherfucker do this weekend? He goes on another goddamn float trip. Like, I get this picture of Eric's hairy legs and you in a goddamn river, and I'm thinking, this son of a bitch. He's going to die this, like, three strikes and you're out, buddy. What the hell?
1: Oh, buddy, we cheated death. Third time was a charm in this instance, man. Uh, yeah, we went to, went to Colorado to uh, visit Patty, and Eric and Aaron came uh, from California, and we attempted our third float trip. And not without hesitation, uh, there were a few stutter steps as we were, you know, approaching the river with our inner tubes. Luckily, this time, though, it was a float that was sanctioned by an actual company in Golden, Colorado. So you got their inner tubes that were rated for the actual rapids. Um, it was terrific. And I'm going to tell you this I laughed in the face of death. I said, <laughs> Not today, Satan, because. Not today. We, now, listen, we all put on life jackets uh, that were free, of course, to use. We all put one of those on, got on. And we actually um, paid for two round trips of this float. So after the first trip, we're just like, hey, this is pretty great. Like, that went off without a hitch. So we all gave our balls a tug, uh, lady balls included. And we took off our fucking um, life jackets and went on a second round without life jackets. All the while just thumbing our noses at death itself. And we survived, thank God. Yeah, I'm glad you're not dead. Hey, me too, buddy. Me too. I'll tell you what, yeah. it was uh, it was kind of a clincher. Um, I'm not sure if that's because the water was 63 degrees or if I was a little terrified, but no, it was great, man. Golden, Colorado is a, a fantastic time, so we got to do that. Um, we also went to Glenwood Springs to what's called the Yampa or Yampa Vapor Caves, and those things are fucking awesome. Because everywhere we went and we tried to go to hot springs, we realized they want 50 bucks a person to basically just go swim in a glorified heated pool where these vapor caves in Glenwood uh, Springs, Glenwood Falls, fuck me, I can't remember, in Glenwood, (laughs) Um, it's like basically an underground cave that's just one gigantic sauna where the temperature is anywhere between 120 to 124 degrees Fahrenheit. And you basically go down these steps into, like, you know, probably, I don't know, one or two stories down underground. And you sit down there for, like, 10 to 12 minutes. You get up. You go outside. Walk around in the air for a bit. Go back down. And you just sweat your ever-loving guts out. But, dude, it was so cool. It was so fucking
0: cool. There's a, um, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's right outside of Golden. And, um... It's an old mining town, so, you, you know, you go up in the mountain, mm-hmm. and then as you're going down, um, the one little mining town is at the bottom uh, of, of the mountain, and then the whole downtown is now, like, a giant casino, so, like, every building is basically uh, – they, they have, like, a different theme to every, every building, but you can actually go from, you know, from casino to casino to casino – uh, you don't have to go back on the main street. Like you can just walk through like each building. They made like a little doorway in between all the shops, and you can experience the whole thing. Well, that town, they actually have a disc golf park up in the mountains um, that's centered around the old like, you know, mining buildings, mining equipment, mining shaft, and uh, it was called like Ghost City Disc Golf or whatever. And mm-hmm. when uh, Jeffrey and I went to go see the Black Crows. Uh, we, we, uh, went through golden. She was like, let's go, let's go check it out. And then there was like a tournament going on. They're like, you can't play here today, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, looking at like the first basket and it's, like, right on the fucking edge of a cliff. So it's, like, if you overshoot it, uh, your disc is, like, down in the ravine and you're fucked. So <laughs> maybe not the best place for you and I to play disc golf, but I thought that was pretty cool that they actually had it, like, up in this mining town, like, around the old, like, dilapidated shacks. Like, it just it looked really cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, we, uh driving to Glenwood Springs, we went through a lot of those
1: old, like, mining towns, there were so many really awesome places, and I did see the signs for the casinos. There was one actually that was like a Bigfoot casino, but we just didn't have time to go. Um, Gosh, one of those towns was called Silverthorn, I think. Um, It's kind of in Summit County, Colorado, but yeah, it definitely felt like I was going to go for, you know, painting for gold or something in that little area.
0: I think in Golden there's a brewery there called Red Toad, and we wanted to stop at that, but um, the, uh, it Mountain was busy. Toad. There was Mountain, Mountain Toad, Toad, Bre- Toad. That, yep. Yeah, that's we wanted to check it out, but it was like super swamped, and we couldn't find a place to park in the whole fucking town. Yep. So we're like, fuck it, we got to get to the concert. So yep, yeah. There was Mountain Toad. There was the Drunken Goat,
1: and then there was also Tommy Knockers Brewing or Brewery. But yeah, we were kind of on a bit of a deadline to get to Glenwood Springs, so we kind of missed it too. But yeah, definitely got to go back, dude. We got to go play some disc golf in that little ghost town. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that are cold, how's this segue? Unfortunately, it's a sad day for people who enjoy eating ice cream that's in a taco form. Because Klondike, Preston, has announced they are discontinuing their iconic Choco Taco. That's right, a waffle cone shaped like a tortilla filled with vanilla ice cream, chocolate swirls topped with chocolate goodies and nuts. Did you ever have one of those when
0: you were growing up? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's probably why I don't have diabetes now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Choco
1: Tacos were such a badass little treat to have. A lot of Mexican restaurants would sell them. You can also get them in uh, ice cream trucks. But yeah, apparently Klondike, the ice cream giant, responded to several disappointed tweets This last weekend saying that, yes, unfortunately, the rumors are true. Our beloved Choco Taco has been discontinued in both the one count and the four count packs. It's necessary and unfortunate that this is part of the process that we sometimes discontinue products. Even the beloved items like Choco Taco due to a demand in other items, we have to discontinue offering this treat. It's just, it's fucking bonkers, man. It's one of their top selling items, but unfortunately, they are just destroying our childhoods, taking away our beloved youth and discontinuing. Did
0: you see that uh, uh, Skittles came out, like with the press release, that, um, like, the titanium dioxide or, like, one or whatever one of the things they put in there for the coloring is actually, yeah. like, toxic? Yeah, yep. and I just like, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm still going to eat my Skittles, I'm going to taste that rainbow, um, <laughs> die by the rainbow. That should be like their new commercials, taste the rainbow, oh, die by the rainbow, Jesus, Skittles. <laughs> yeah,
1: titanium dioxide is supposedly uh, still in the Skittles, even though they were ordered to take it out. They left it in there, and they just stopped putting it on the warning labels, Or if it was on the warning labels, I think it was in a hard-to-read area. So, yeah, they're currently in a giant lawsuit right now because they're continuing to put in this food additive, even though it's been banned in Europe. And, of course, California, you know, it's just like, holy shit, guys, wait a second. This causes fucking cancer.
0: And Skittles is just like, I don't know, Taste the
1: Rainbow? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Taste the Rainbow, you know. Look, I've been eating Skittles for, you know, 37 years now. Yeah, I'm still kicking, so. (laughs)
1: Um, Apparently, Skittles isn't the only candy that contains titanium dioxide, though. Apparently, Nice Brand Mints, Trolley Sour Gummies, and Ring Pops are also made with it. So they're supposed to be lowering the amount you're allowed to put in it to, like, less than 1% by weight of the food, but, (sighs) I don't know, man. I don't fucking get it. I also read a big to-do about Coca-Cola, how, like, originally Coca-Cola was made out of three different ingredients, carbonated water, sugar, and caramel. And if you go buy a Mexican Coke, those three ingredients are still pretty much the traditional ingredients they use for, you know, quote-unquote Mexican Coke. But in America, it's like, oh, no, we got to add all this other stuff, you know. Citric acid and blah, blah, this, and high fructose corn syrup. And it just kind of goes to show that America just doesn't give a shit, man, when it comes to consumerism. They're going yeah. to they get that nut.
0: There's that, uh, uh, what is it, like, uh, The it's not Warheads, but there's another uh, candy that, um, I mean, it's not popular anymore, so it's kind of hard to find. But basically, it looks like it's a, it's like, sour apple it's like a sour candy but it's in the shape of like a like a radiation barrel and <laughs> uh, um they they kind they squeak by barely like whatever the minimum amount of lead that you can have what the fuck in food. really yeah yeah, and it has to do with, like, the coloring. So, because they wanted to have, like, that radiation green coloring, the way to give it, like, that glow. It's like, you're supposed to have, like, I don't know, like, let's say, like, 137th parts lead to however many. Like, they're just a smidge under it. Like, the government's just, like, I mean, it's close enough. Like, we're, we said 137th. You guys are, like, 138th. Like, it's it's cool. Like, you know, it's sour. It looks like it's radiation green, like it's all good dog. And they they still sell it. And I'm just like, fuck, I used to eat the shit out of that when I was a kid. And fucking lead in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I found it while
1: you were talking. It is called the fucking longest loading website ever. Oh my god. It's called I don't think
0: that's what it was called.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Radioactive Apple Sours. Super sour sweets coated in mollic acid with apple aftertastes. This one is sold in, like, a radiation beaker and they're little balls. Yeah. Interesting, buddy. Interesting. Well, apparently you can still get them on Amazon, possibly. Oh, no, that's big value sour apples. Never mind. That's what we should not... Free Google <laughs> while we're talking. <laughs> and so with Klondike killing the beloved Chaco Taco, let's move on to Oklahoma where there's another murder mystery unfolding with a bizarre key suspect, none other than Bigfoot himself. This happened just a few weeks ago. An Oklahoma man confessed to killing a fellow fisherman out of fear that he would be left alone in the wilderness to be eaten by Bigfoot. Larry Doyle Sanders, a 53-year-old, made the bizarre confession to two special agents with the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation on Sunday as they probed the death of Mr. Jimmy Glenn Knighton, according to an arrest affidavit for suspicion of first-degree murder. Now, Sanders and Knighton had been good friends, and that evening they went noodling in the South Canadian River and the two men apparently got into a physical altercation, according again to the affidavit. Larry claimed that while at the river, he discovered that Jimmy had intended to summon Bigfoot and then feed him to the mythical beast. Larry indicated that Jimmy attempted to get away from him so that Sasquatch could eat him. Larry would not let Jimmy get away, though, punching him in the face, striking him in the head with a stick, and then later choking him to death. They fought for an extended period of time on the ground, and Larry confirmed that he did choke him near the edge of the river. Sanders drew a map and shared details of where the investigators could find Knighton's body. A male body was found in the exact place, but it was unclear Wednesday afternoon whether Sanders had retained a lawyer, but a representative of the Pontotoc County Jail said Sanders remained there on no bond, on a charge of first-degree murder. His next court date will be July 26th. So, shit, that's, uh, that was today, actually. Wow, I had to do a follow-up on this. According to the affidavit, the Pontotoc County deputies were alerted to Knighton's death Saturday by the mother of Sanders' daughter, who said her daughter claimed that Sanders had killed Knighton When a deputy began investigating at the house, Sanders was one of the only people at the residence who seemed unable to remain still. Sanders' daughter, the affidavit said, told the deputy that her dad confessed to the slaying after the noodling trip with Knighton. She says that he came home that evening back to the residence, very frantic and talking all about Bigfoot. He claimed that Jimmy was trying to feed him to a Bigfoot, so he had to kill him. Larry mentioned something about strangling Jimmy and possibly firing two shots from a pistol. Now, the sheriff's deputy said that Sanders appeared to be under the influence of illegal drugs on Saturday. He was arrested at the scene on an unrelated warrant as investigators continued to probe about Knighton's death. Another witness told investigators that Sanders returned from the noodling trip, driving Knighton's Chevy Avalanche, and later, sheriff's deputies saw what appeared to be blood on the tailgate. They also found a machete near the vehicle, according to the affidavit, which they said Sanders typically carried around with him. <sighs> Holy shit. Don't fuck with Noodlers. <laughs> yeah you gotta have some balls on you to stick your hand in a hole and just have a catfish bite down on it that is pretty ballsy
0: right especially since like most of the fucking areas that you do it in like there's alligator gar fucking uh alligator turtle snapping turtle. <laughs> like you don't fucking know what's in that hole and you're like come on catfish come to daddy and then you pull your hand out and it's like a fucking like horror movie because you're missing all four of your fingers because the fucking alligator turtle just took it off yeah i mean
1: there are several cases of that happening too holy shit
0: man how'd uncle larry lose his fingers well he stuck it in a hole down on the lake thought he was grabbing a catfish and
1: oh man my niece monica just showed me a tiktok video today of a guy who was fishing in some ocean and he bent down to pull his line out of the water and a shark jumped up grabbed his hand and started doing like that alligator death spin while it was being lifted out of the water, and then all of a sudden you yeah. hear the guy go, "God damn it, my fucking pinky!" And this fucking shark <laughs> just fell back in the water after it bit off his finger, and you could even hear the <laughs> his finger
0: just came off. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Well, let's I was keep- on my Facebook today. There was like you know those stupid TikTok videos that play on the reels, and it was like, a, oh yeah, you yeah. know, kiss kiss your pet on the forehead to see the reaction. And, like, the very second one was a guy kissing his pet alligator on the mouth. And I'm like, nope, get the fuck out of here with that, buddy. Yeah, again, that's a ballsy move. Just having an alligator
1: as a pet's kind of, I don't know, suspicious. Well, let's keep the theme of unhinged violence going as we jump in the plane, fly across the Pacific Ocean, and land in Russia. Where a chess playing robot fractured the finger of a seven-year-old opponent during a tournament in Moscow last week. That's right, folks. A chess playing robot broke a seven-year-old child's finger. The incident happened. Then it said, let the Wookiee win. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The incident happened after the boy hurried the artificial intelligence-powered robot said the president of Moscow Chess Federation, saying the robot broke the child's finger. This, of course, is bad. And if you watch the video of the incident, which occurred at the Moscow Chess Open competition on Tuesday, it shows the machine reaching for and grabbing one of the boy's chess pieces and then quickly discarding it from the board. Now, before the robot's arm retracted from the move, the boy then attempted to make another move pushing one of his rooks into the same place that was recently removed. The video then shows the robot's mechanical claw descending back toward the board, this time grabbing the boy's index finger instead of the chest piece. The video then shows the robot holding the finger in place for about 15 seconds straight, before two bystanders were able to pry open the claws and release the boy's hand. The child made a move, and after that, it's necessary to give time for the robot's response. But unfortunately, the boy hurried, and the robot grabbed him. This was a quote told on Thursday about the incident. It was said later the boy then finished playing the tournament with his finger in a cast. Now, the boy's parents were keen on contacting the prosecutor's office. We'll just communicate, try to sort it out, and help in any way we can. And the robot operators apparently will have to think about strengthening protection so that such an incident does not happen again. And, of course, this thing took social media by storm. Lots of people saying, we tried to warn
0: you, we tried to warn you. And then, you know, plenty of Terminator jokes. I'm just... Going to go back and say, let the Wookiee win. (laughs) Robot, it's a sore loser, like, fuck this kid and broke its finger. Right, right.
1: Well, there is no segue into our next story. It's just really fucking interesting. Apparently, NASA wants its moon dust and cockroaches back. The space agency has asked a Boston based RR auction company. To halt the sale of moon dust that was collected during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission that subsequently had been fed to cockroaches during an experiment whether to determine if lunar rock contained any sort of pathogen that possessed a threat to terrestrial life. Yeah, the first part of the story is kind of word heavy. Basically, the material in this lawsuit says that it still belongs to the U.S. government. See, what had happened was there was material from experiments conducted, including a vial of about 40 milligrams of moon dust and three cockroach carcasses that were seen to be listed for $400,000 on an auction that were recently pulled from the block all the apollo samples as stipulated in the collection of items still belongs to nasa and no person university or other entity has ever been given permission to keep them for further analysis destruction or any use for individual purposes especially for the sale they went on to say we are requesting that you no longer facilitate the sale and any and all items containing Apollo 11 lunar soil experiments, cockroaches, slides, and destructive testing specimens by immediately stopping the bidding on this process. So basically what happened here is the Apollo 11 mission brought more than 47 pounds of lunar rock back to Earth. Some of it was then crushed and fed to insects, fish, and other small creatures to see if moon rocks and moon dust could possibly pose a threat to living organisms on Earth. The cockroaches that were fed the moon dust were brought back to the University of Minnesota, where an entomologist named Marion Brooks would dissect them to learn more. Now, before she died in 2007, she did say, I found no evidence of infectious agents in the moon rocks. But the moon rock and the cockroaches were never returned to NASA after she had done the actual experiments. So her daughter found them in Brooks' home and then sold them back in 2010. Now a co-signer through RR Auctions was trying to resell them. It's not unusual for a third party to lay claim to something that is being auctioned. NASA has a track record of pursuing such items related to early space programs. Although they have been inconsistent in doing so, by its own admission, NASA acknowledged in one of its letters that it did not know about the previous auction of the cockroach experiment items. But nonetheless, if you act fast, you may be able to bid on moon rock dust. And three cockroach carcasses. no Well, let's bring it back around town. Let's finish on a fish story, shall we? We started at noodling, and we're gonna end with a noodle. Stay with me. Uh oh. Preston, you ever been fishing? You ever have a story about the one that got away?
0: Uh, no, cause I fucking hate fishing. Cause it, it dude, it <laughs> like, I I have an appreciation for anybody who that's that's their. Th- right Mm -hmm. like you're the guy that's going to go out on the weekends you're going to sit in the boat all afternoon and you're just you're patient you're waiting and then you you get the catch because after about five minutes i'm like fuck this shit i'm out uh i just there's not a lot of action going on and i i get bored so fishing's (laughs) not my thing but if you love fishing and you know you're a dedicated fisher like props to you
1: I fully agree. I think it's beyond boring. I've never liked it, but I do have respect for people that do it.
0: Yeah. No, if like, you need a fishing partner, like you just want somebody to go out and, like, fucking drink a beer on your boat, um, I'm your guy. Like, I'll put them <laughs> back all day long while, while you do your thing, but uh, I ain't, there you I go. ain't fishing. <laughs> well, when Richard
1: Kieser of Shelbyville, Indiana – and his friend John Hoop went fishing on the Ohio River last week, their goal was for Hoop to catch his first blue catfish. But they may have caught a little something extra. We noticed that when we caught it and got it into the boat, its stomach was huge, said Kesser to the Bloomington, Indiana Fox affiliate WXIN. At first, he assumed it was big because it may have eaten some eggs or some other wildlife that the fish had eaten. It's common to find other fish, sometimes turtles, muskrats, and other animals, inside of a fish you catch. But it wasn't until later in that day. They actually pressed down on the catfish's abdomen and felt two hard objects, so they knew they couldn't just be simply eggs. So when they returned to Kessar's house and cut open the catfish, they discovered what was bulking up the fish's tummy. A partially digested fish, a foam ball similar to a Nerf ball, and a fairly large-sized dildo. (laughs) Kessler posted photos of the catfish and the other object on his Facebook page where it immediately aroused interest to the tune of more than 19,000 shares. And the picture there is clear. There is a partially digested foam ball akin to a Nerf ball and a pretty healthy-sized silicone schlong. It also created some similar challenges for him as a dad of a three-year-old daughter. When it came out of the stomach, my wife and I started laughing. (laughs) My wife immediately covered up my daughter's eyes and turned her away from the object. My daughter keeps asking what it is, but that's probably a conversation for a different time. (laughs) Kessler told Huffington Post that to his knowledge, John has yet to consume the fish, but still plans to. Meanwhile, he still has the, quote, other object, but may not have it for much longer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, his wife's like, oh, don't throw that away. (laughs) Well, see, uh, honey, sometimes when uh, mommies and daddies and daddies uh, don't perform well, mommies need help, and they get this object to help them out right and then daddy gets
1: really jealous and a little bit uh, down on himself and uses it to try to catch a catfish
0: yeah
1: (laughs) oh boy well we hope you guys enjoyed those stories of news headlines you may have missed I know it's a little bit short this time around but don't worry we got another fun episode coming your way next time Preston you said what the Mongolian death worm yeah Hell yeah, sounds good to me, buddy. We'll get after it. Think,
0: think. So, like uh, the uh, the the worm and Beetlejuice, yeah. And then uh, Tremors, the worm and Tremors. Basically, those stories are based off the folklore of a creature known in Mongolia as the death worm. Interesting. Okay, okay, you got my interest now. Yeah, could be big, could be small. Could be like your size pecker, it could be the dodo and catfish, but regardless of its size, the one thing we do know for sure it kills.
1: <laughs> I just appreciate how you didn't make the joke that was so low hanging of could be the size of your pecker, could be the size of my pecker, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I appreciate about you, sir, yeah. your character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit well until next time guys please give us a follow on the old instagram at pxl paranormal if you're on facebook please give us a follow at the pixelated paranormal podcast preston tell us about youtube buddy
0: we have a hundred and forty-five videos on there so uh oh, really? I've, I've been trying to catch yeah, I've been trying to catch up with the. I don't post the news, the news ones because those are really kind of hard to tag, um, as far as like when you you know you're putting like the tags and stuff on them, and, and they're shorter episodes. So the the actual shows that have content, uh, were, were, you know like the Mongolian death worms, for example, or mm-hmm. um, you know uh, any of the uh, the abduction of uh uh, Roland Doe, you know things like that, where I can put a specific tag so people can search it and find the video. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're on episode 246. There's 143 videos, so essentially we've done like 103 <laughs> news episodes, um, but everything else is is up there, and we have 190 two subscribers so we've gone up since last time so
1: um
0: yeah tell your friends tell your family uh you know go over to youtube hit that like button subscribe share it let's try to grow that we're so close to 200 i can i can feel it yeah we're getting close
1: man we're getting uh, so close
0: and as always if you need a beard if you want a beard if you want to grow a beard, you know, if you want to be the object of your wife's affection so she doesn't have to have a dildo that ends up in a catfish, <laughs> well, you know what? You, ne- you need to have a lush-smelling man-name, and the only way to get that is go over to Big uh, com and use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your order. Pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum Sweet Tobacco Fresh Citrus Mint Classic I, you know what, Bay Rum and Classic are kind of my go-tos. I mean, I always have one of them in my beard, so. Hey, there we go, man. There we go.
1: Yep, I was rocking some Bay Rum this weekend in
0: Colorado. And that's how you scaved off death, you know? Death's like, <laughs> it might you know have what? been. I'm not, f- I'm not fucking with that guy, because, goddamn, he looks amazing. And, whew, he smells amazing. Like, I'm going to let this one go. I'm going to let him live. Yep. Turn
1: the old... Uh,
0: hourglass back upside down for me. Yeah.
1: Ah, Good stuff. Alright, well, until next time, folks, cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us who love to talk about it.
0: And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown, Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.